Hello, 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 and welcome to the local edition. News and information to keep you connected in the Catskills and Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm your host for this Friday evening, Patricio Robayo. It's Friday, we made it. Thank you for spending your Friday evening with me. Hope you're doing well. I hope you're staying safe. Tonight's show is jam-packed with election coverage to keep you connected and informed before we head to the polls on Tuesday. We have our hour-long program coming up for you right now. Tonight we'll include some candidate interviews. We'll be speaking to Michael Brooks running for re-election in the Sullivan County's 3rd Legislative District on the Republican ticket. Then we'll head over to Wayne County and talk to Michael Doherty, a candidate for the Wayne County Board of Commissioners. Also speaking to Krista Caceres, a candidate for the Pike County Board of Commissioners. So for our first interview, we'll kick off the interviews in Sullivan County with Michael Brooks. I had to speak to, I had a chance to speak to Michael Brooks earlier. He is seeking re-election. So I asked him the first question was, why are you looking for a re-election? I'm running for re-election because I like to, there's a, a lot of good initiatives that we put in place and I'd like to see them further mature and such as keeping our county on a very sound fiscal, being in a very sound fiscal uh, position. There's been a lot written about that and that does not just happen because we wanted to. There's things that need to be done to make that and the New York State Comptroller's Office recently cited Sullivan County, uh, our best ever in the history since this stuff has been um, uh, looked at and uh, rated that uh, we are in a fantastic position right now uh, um, as far as our fiscal stress score goes. And the broadband initiative, um, I just got word this morning, actually, that Archtop Fiber has joined the Sullivan County Chamber of Commerce. They're are integrating themselves into our county. It's a slow process. They're a new company, literally starting from zero, if you will. Uh, moved into the area over in Ulster County in Kingston, and uh, they have very ambitious plans to go throughout the region. Sullivan County was the first one to, to jump on board the Archtop train, if you will. And we're very excited what the future holds for having a, a fiber-to-the-home solution in our county. This is something that will take multiple years to obtain, but we're moving in in that direction, and it's uh, it's fantastic to uh, have a partner like that. The other piece of the broadband that I've been working on is the uh, outfitting our wireless towers, and as a federal government and grants, it is a I've said this multiple times an exercise in extreme patience, waiting and waiting. Waiting and waiting, month after month, to get things going. It's very frustrating, but we're continuing to work um, along those oh, with the federal government um, and uh, to get. Uh, um, basically, I'll just step back a minute. Everything you do once you get awarded a grant has to be approved. Every single thing. We're waiting on getting bid documents approved to go out and get a wireless provider, and that is. Uh, that's been going on now for since May, and it's crazy. And I'm frustrated. A lot of people are. We were excited to get the grant funding, but the strings 
that come with it. That's it always does, but uh, there's a tremendous amount of waiting. And with the federal government, with talks of shutdown and, and shutdowns or what have you, that doesn't make things easier either. And we're just trying to we're trying to advocate to move that along, but we can only do so much here. And and so right now, that's where we're at with that. But also another thing is education. This the Solvent Promise program has been a huge success, and and just like to to expand on education. I think that's one of the most important things in the county. Our community college, the trades program, which we have started up with BOCES. We did light construction. Now welding is classes underway. I like to see those things ex- and grown upon. I think that's one of the biggest things that we can do in a county to become more vibrant, successful, economically successful, it starts with education. Let's talk about healthcare. Healthcare, rural healthcare access is a critical concern, especially with now what's going on with not only the adult care center for the older adults, but what's happening with Garnett, especially during the pandemic, there was loss of some services. What initiatives have you done or proposed to ensure that residents in remote areas of the county have access to quality healthcare services? Obviously, county government cannot force anybody to do anything. And you have to have the hospitals, healthcare, they're into a, they move into a rural area, they want to provide a service, but in order to keep that service going, there needs to be a, they need to be financially stable and successful when they move in, because nothing can exist if it's not. And that is the challenge, not just here, but all across the state and other other states in rural areas, we often, as a county, have to react to what to what the state, the environment the state has created with healthcare or the federal government, and and it's tough. And the Garnett, we've met with Garnett, and they have expressed to us that they don't want to go anywhere. But just Garnett and other areas, there there has been this model that. Rural, small rural hospitals like we have here, they'll do some emergency care and a few other things, but then they will ship out more serious conditions or or specialties to a larger area. And they'll do that from Middletown and they'll even ship them down closer to the city. And it is a challenge. We can work with the likes of Garnett and as from a county standpoint, which is, like I said, it's limited to what we can do. We have a willing partner to be in the area. We want them in the area. And they have they have uh, expressed an interest in finding another location. The Harris campus was built, oh, back in the 70s. Now, in healthcare back then was, a, was, was much, much different than it is today. Right. And I think they're looking to to be able to obtain the capital to build a hospital that that will more that will make them more efficient and provide a better service to the folks. But it's a that is a it's a very it's not just a it's not just a county thing. We can only do so much, but it's just the environment in which we exist in that makes it doubly difficult for rural hospitals. Just look around the state to to thrive in it. And succeed. I would love to have something like a Westchester Medical Center or something right, you know, here in yeah. Southern County. That just that is a hard thing to that's just a hard thing to accomplish. Let's move on to tourism. Southern County relies heavily on tourism with a home of Woodstock. How do you plan to 
continue to boost tourism while also addressing some concerns I've heard from residents who may be impacted by the increased visitor traffic, especially post-pandemic, as more and more people have moved up here and are visiting our area. Yeah, the has a double-edged sword. The it's great to have the visitors come up. This area has always been a vacation area, a playground, if you will, for New York City residents and northern New Jersey residents and beyond. Um, and the word, especially it seems, got out during the pandemic that it's a beautiful place. There's room to spread your wings, if you will. There's space here and it's gorgeous and there's trails and you can do a lot. And that's all good stuff. And we as residents that have lived here our whole lives, that's, this is what we like about the area. But the increased traffic and stress on things is the other side of it. And I think, obviously, as a county, one of the things you want to maintain is that infrastructure. Make sure with the added traffic and use that we keep our county infrastructure up to, well, just Stay on top of it. Don't let it get out of us, and which we have tried to do. And I think we've demonstrated that in this legislative term with uh, our bridge work and our road work and other things just to keep that infrastructure up. And now it's a certainly the county welcomes all visitors, but it's it is a hard it is a hard thing with the emergence of B&Bs that creates issues for towns more specifically on how to address that and i know the county level we've we've gone we've gotten agreements in place with the airbnbs and the rbos of the world to 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 pay if you will and and that helps not only the county but just to try and and the towns i know there's a lot of towns that have enacted uh, some zoning with respect to that i think it's a it's not a one size fits all it's county it's towns and how to best address the influx of folks. And it's a tough thing. Business owners, they like to see uh, a lot of people in because that's in our area. That's where you make your money. That's how you can survive from year to year is often how you do in those on those warmer months. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword, but I think a large part of it is just keeping ahead of the infrastructure needs of the county and keeping that right up to in, in good shape. We don't, because that's the last thing you want is for that to suffer as people come up. Sullivan County currently has one of the highest opioid overdose rates in the state, excluding New York City. I know you're the incumbent, but do you believe the county is currently taking enough action to address this issue? And what additional measures do you believe can be implemented? And how do you plan to contribute to the positive change in this regard? I think the the Sullivan County recently got the height of uh, um, designation, which will help with some funding. And the opioid settlement money, there's groups that have been set up and that I think going forward, the there's been talk about restructuring that, which i like to see a little bit better as far as communication between the different pillars. And because there's a lot of people in, involved and what's needed and where resources need to go. And uh, sometimes that can get a little unruly because it's just the size of it. But I just think um, creating more efficiencies within how that works is where we need to go. And I think we've started uh, down that road. Um, treatment centers is, is, I think, one of the largest things that we really need to, to have because you can throw all kinds of money at something. But the help that is needed by individuals that are suffering from that addiction is really 
where I think a lot of money needs to go. Education is a great thing. I think that needs to continue and, and be strengthened. But treatment is, it's not just here either. It's all over. We, I think we need to address that much more effectively. And whether that's a, that's counties can do that, but I'd like to see more from the uh, New York state as well uh, on that front. Let's talk about what's happening now at the legislature. In recent years, there's been some noticeable increases in public disagreements and some infighting among members of the Sullivan County legislature. As you look to the future, what steps do you intend to address this issue and foster a better cooperation among your federal legislatures? The quorum's always important, and I've been around for a while. I'm in my 20th year of being in an elected office of one one board or another. And um, this this has been the most challenging. There's an awful lot mentioned about the chairman and the, but it's beyond that, quite frankly. I've seen it up close and personal since even before we took the oath of office. And sometimes it wasn't so much about a, a political, one party or the other, Republican, Democrat. It was almost like it was old and new when we first got going. I think that's morphed a little bit now. I've said this before in meetings, say it again, that the, there's a lot of folks that need to look in the mirror. And, and it's very hard collectively as a group. You need to agree on how the, the body will conduct themselves. And, and it's hard to get that on track when there's multiple individuals. And I'm going to stress out uh, multiple individuals that do not want to do that, quite frankly. And it's been frustrating. It's not why I got involved. And it just gets, without a, I'll go back to the days when I was president of the school board. And what was, looking back on that now, it's it's almost like you take it for granted. The board was very disciplined in how they acted, always professionally. And it was a, and there were disagreements, and, and sometimes those would get aired, but it was a, it never got, never got unruly. Decorum was always at the forefront of, of everybody's uh, mind. And I think that needs to happen with the legislature. And like I said, it's not one person might want to do it or a couple of people may want to do it, but it's got to be all nine individuals because it only takes one or two people to just set it on its head. And, uh, and I'll just go back again. There's a lot of people that need to look in the mirror when it comes to that. I'll just leave it at that. Now, if, if Rob is certainly running for re-election, if he wins, I'm more likely he would like to be the chair again. If you win and Rob's not also on the legislature, would you re-elect him as the seat, as the chair? I tell you what, I'm not even going to go there because I don't know what the, what it's going to look like. I don't know who is going to be seated have no idea what it's going to look like. And so don't even know who the players may be. And I'll just go back to it again. There's been a lot of focus on the chairman, which is five people or people have looked at the meetings, they can see things and that, but it's, this is beyond one individual. And, and that's, and I just, like I said, I've lived it up close and personal. I've seen it and I've, there's a lot of disappointment that goes all around. That's all. And, uh, and it's, and so I need to see if I'm fortunate enough to get reelected. I need to see who is there, who will be there in that next legislative term and then go from that point. Mike, before we go, why should folks vote for you over your opponent? I think I've demonstrated where I keep, where some of the things that I've gotten involved in quite heavily and the broadband is, is there's a couple 
broadband is one. And I've spent just about as soon as I walked in the door um, working on broadband. And um, the and it's amazing. It's not if it was an easy solution and an easy path to get it accomplished, it would be done all over the place. And you find out some of this was not a surprise when I walked in because I've been in the business for a long time. But it just it takes a lot of time. And the original path we went down having an LDC and that's all changed with the with Archstop coming into the picture. And so that's that is that's one of the things I wanna wanna continue. I think I've shown leadership there because we're making some significant inroads there and we have a partner. That's never happened before. We have a partner, and I've been there every step of the way. Solomon Promise is a big thing with that I have. Of course, I'm the chairman of the government services. The college falls under that committee's purview, and education is a big thing. That goes back to my school board days, 12 years uh, on a school board, and that is so important. And I want to continue to show the leadership from a group that bought Sullivan Promise to Sullivan County, and that has created a, a career and tech avenue for folks. And I want to expand on that. I think that is, it's crucial, it's critical, and I've been involved firsthand, and I want to continue to stay uh, involved there. And no matter all the things that we do, um, it's always uh, maintaining that, that fiscal strength, because without fiscal strength, you can talk a lot, and a lot of people talk a lot. But you can't get it done without going into some severe debt. We paid a lot of debt down early. The energy tax was sunsetted early. I think those types of things, wanting to bring broadband and educational opportunities and so on and so forth without burdening the taxpayer anymore. We pay enough in taxes and it's how you spend the money and how you, and how you allocate it. And I think that, I think I've shown what I'm about what I'm for, and it is about the taxpayer and bringing services and finding that balance. And it's been demonstrated in this term, and I want to continue that. We're talking to Michael Brooks, who's running for re-election on the Republican line for District 3. Thank you so much for talking to us on the program. I really appreciate it, and uh, thank you for letting us know your thoughts on the issues. Thank you. Appreciate it. Be sure to tune in to Monday's Local Edition, where we have the opponent for District 3, Brian McPhillips on another special local edition which will be an hour long show that's coming up on Monday stay tuned we're going to Wayne County and talking to Michael Doherty we'll be right back you're listening to the local edition winner of excellence in broadcasting awards from the New York State Broadcasters Association Radio Catskill Listen local. My name is Leslie LaFranc. I live in northeastern Pennsylvania, and I listen to WJFF. I am a big fan of NPR, and it's nice to know that living in a much smaller, tight-knit community, I still have access to solid information and interesting entertainment. People should absolutely support public radio. It is a lifeline to truthful news, local information, and frankly, I think it pulls us all together. Make your donation at WJFFradio.org. On this week's On the Media, a Netflix show has sparked a long-awaited Me Too moment in Taiwan. 
Don't even think of asking what took them so long. Not everything has to happen on an American timeline. If the reverse were true, you guys would have national health care like we do. <laughs> <laughs> on this week's On the Media from WNYC. Saturday afternoon at 4 on Radio Catskill. Welcome back to the local edition, a special election local edition, where we interview candidates for the upcoming race in Sullivan, Pike, and Wayne counties. For our next interview, we'll be going and trip, taking a trip to Wayne County. We'll be talking to Michael Doherty, who is a candidate running for a position on the Wayne County Board of Election, Wayne Board of Commissioners, excuse me. In this race, all three Wayne County commissioners' seats are up for election, with four candidates vying for those seats. Michael Doherty is a Democratic challenger in this competitive race. I had the opportunity to interview him earlier, and I first asked him his motivation for running for commissioner. I wanted to take an opportunity to thank you for having me, first of all, and I appreciate uh, all the questions and your time. With that being said, I decided to run for commissioner earlier this year when, after serving on our local town council here in Hawley for eight years, uh, I just wasn't getting some of the responses that we needed as a, a small borough in Wayne County from the commissioners, actually. Uh, I think we'll have a moment to talk about the Wi-Fi uh, and how it, I felt like they had fallen short by all means. I already have eight years of experience in local government, so that's substantially a more amount of time than some of the current commissioners, not all of them, but two out of three. And I wanted to bring some expertise that I've learned over the course of the last eight years to a higher level to possibly affect and help more people. For the future of Wayne County, I'd actually like to bring in as many jobs that are humanly possible, and I'd like to make sure that we are implementing programs that are funded either at the state level or at the or at the federal level to help our constituents here and make sure that their pocketbooks aren't hurting uh, as much as everyone currently is and i'm afraid it's only going to get worse but there's a lot of money out there and if we can go after it, and we go after all of it instead of just some of it, which is what I feel like has happened in the past with the current commissioners. I feel like we can help make permanent and positive changes to all the areas throughout Wayne County, whether it be one of the bigger towns like Holly or Hamlin or, or whether it's a more rural area, which, again, needs help with Wi-Fi, to say the least, actually. There's been a sudden increase in taxes during this high period of inflation. How do you plan to address the concerns of some homeowners and renters and business owners who have experienced a, like I said, a sudden increase in taxes during this period we have of, of high inflation? I appreciate the question, actually, and I feel like I'm the only one running that currently uh, is talking about this problem. Perhaps it's because <laughs> the other commissioners are more responsible <laughs> for it, actually. Here in Hawley, I've voted against raising taxes multiple times as a member of town council, especially I, I feel like 
taxes can be a positive and should be a positive, but if you're not seeing a if you're not seeing a benefit from paying more money, then why would you get why would you uh, give me a second, I'm gonna try this again. If you said you can edit that. I appreciate the question, actually, and I think I'm the only one talking about this who's currently running. Lots of people are talking about it, but the only possible change, because the current commissioners are responsible for the problem that's presented in front of us, uh, landlords are taking the increase and raising all of the tenants by a substantial amount, which that's business, actually. But if you give them a out then it's harder for the tenants to actually fight against their landlords, actually. And there's a lot of tenants, and rent has risen substantially everywhere, to be honest with you. But but here in Wayne County, it continues to go up as well. But the taxes, I feel, are too high, as most people do. And there's been no substantial services provided increased from the tax increase that we are currently facing, actually. So I don't know if I can, because I'm only one person and there's three on the community. I don't know if I can get them down. We've gotten them down here in Hawley previously, but depending on how the rest of the uh, commissioners feel and who I end up on the on the board with, we'll play that out when we get there. But people should know that at least I and they're voting and fighting for them. I've done this for Hollyboro already. I've already voted against taxes multiple times in my tenure down here, and I will continue to do that moving forward, actually. They didn't raise the taxes using the millage um, increase, uh, which is still in their canon, if, the, if you will. Um, that's still something they can do, uh, and I'm afraid that it might very well be done next year. Let's go to another subject here. P has lost 32% of the workforce to addiction and mental health crisis. Given the significant workforce losses to addiction and mental health issues, how do you plan to ensure that affordable treatment and mental health services become more accessible in Wayne County? And what outcomes do you hope to achieve with the Recovery to Work project? The workforce issue is just one issue. In comparison to suicide rates, actually, it's it's nothing in comparison to the mental issues that really the whole state is seeing. And I want to make sure that we can bring in as many therapists to the area. And I want to make sure that we can also advocate for other options, such as online therapy. There are a number of good apps out there now that at least give access to therapists. I have members of my family using those just because the therapists in the area who do a wonderful job, many of them do a wonderful job, just have too big of a workload uh, because of the substantial number of individuals and the lack of meeting that need, actually. So, through advocacy, I would make sure that people know that there are other ways of getting therapy and anything we can do to get more mental health therapists into the area, I'm willing to work with and work for to better help n- not only the workforce, but more importantly, the mental health of all the constituents 
especially those who need it, actually. I think that's all I'm going to say on that issue. You mentioned before the high-speed internet. The pandemic has really shown the importance of high-speed internet in the the county. Can you speak on the strategy for expanding broadband access in the areas of Wayne County that currently lack this crucial infrastructure? And how do you plan to utilize available federal funds to achieve this goal? It's a little baffling to me that it hasn't been done already. It's not a new issue. This is part of the this is part of infrastructure money that's been there for years. And just recently, I believe, Commissioner Kramer actually is sitting on a board now to start pushing that a little bit more forward. But this isn't the new infrastructure money. This is older infrastructure money. So I am one to see projects through. If I take on a project, uh, I will make sure that it gets done or as close to completion as it can be done, actually. And all projects have their problems. But when kids are not being able to get to school, um, especially during snow days here in northeastern Pennsylvania, uh, a lot of the schools have implemented just work from home days or school days from home. To And if, if we don't have the high speed Internet, you're only you're leaving children and families behind. There's also a lot of people that want to be able to work from home or want to be able to do extra work from home, actually, who can't do that because their internet just isn't up to snub. So it's just a matter of seeing projects through, I believe, which is something that I feel like has gone through the wayside, not only here at a local government level, actually, but that goes all the way up the board. People use it as talking points. And once it sits in the back of people's minds, they move on to the next 